Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. Military Vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome Welcome to the the No Shave Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Chair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, wrestling fans of all ages, you have joined the number one podcast playing right now on your podcast player. The No Shave Man Cave. You have joined Ellie Jair. Jay Tilly. And we are joined by JC coming to us out of Georgia. And we are so excited here in the No Shave Man Cave to announce that we are here. We are a podcast for the people. And today is one of our ever famous casual conversations. What's going on, JT? JC, what's up? Hey man, not much. Uh, so we just finished our podcast for the twenty second. Uh, pretty heavy, uh, obviously. If you if you listen to that, cool. If not, whatever, that's fine too. Uh, but we wanted to lighten it up and have some fun because uh, obviously that ended and we we're all kind of like Ugh, not happy. So yeah, we decided to keep the tickler on and uh, uh, go on <laughs> and uh, let, let and you know let's just talk some wrestling stuff, which is what we we like to do here in the cave. So. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy uh is a lapsed wrestling fan and um I know he was kind of still watching it when I got out of it and and transitioned over to WCW and over into TNA and all that stuff. He stuck with WWE uh which I couldn't do so I guess he wins a little bit there. <laughs> but uh 
yeah, let's let's just talk some wrestling. As a Laps fan, maybe we'll talk about some of the things that are going on right now that maybe would be worth you checking out um, with all your free time, you know, and yeah, six <laughs> hours of wrestling to the day, to the week too. Sure. But, uh, you know, we'll talk about some stuff and we can reminisce on some of the things you remembered and some of the things that uh, you liked and then maybe why you stopped watching. So if you're, uh, if you're down for it, let's, uh, let's just go. It's one of the uh, candid conversations in the cave. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was, what was the last storyline that you remember following? Uh, you had mentioned Jake the Snake. Who, no, 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 me. no, 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 no. No, that was me. That was oh, him just yeah. throwing something out there. I wasn't even a big Jake the Snake fan. Yeah. Um, so no, Jake the, the Snake, he was the son of Grizzly, who yep. was a huge promoter in the Georgia area. Uh, so that, you know, he was one of these, like, had he stayed the course you know, he would have been one of those uh, Roman Reigns-esque. Yep. And he's being called the first anti-hero, whereas we acknowledge Stone Cold. But, you know, so, um, yeah, sorry, I'm back. JC, so what uh, <laughs> What was the last storyline that you remember? Uh, um, when you were calling it, was, it was with Roman Reigns. Um, he had gone heel. Like, he had just... Trying to remember. Oh, so you're not that far lapsed because that was no. the breakup of the Shield, right? Well, yeah, I, I saw. I started watching WWE again shortly after the Shield broke up. Okay. And then I stopped watching right when it looked like they were going to bring the Shield back together. Okay. So I can't even tell you how many years ago that was. Seven years ago. That sounds about right. Yeah, six, seven. Um, yeah. Yep. They didn't really seem like they knew what they wanted to do with Roman Reigns. It's like one minute's a heel, one minute he's a face. Um, and then they teased possibly the return of the Shield. Like the three of them were backing each other up. And I don't know. It just, as I was going to say before, but we decided, hey, let's get it on tape here. Um, my problem with wrestling, why I fell off, was that it gets, it's very cyclical. It's very... They do the same storylines over and over again with different guys. And it's like, and that, that WWE is horrible about that. Uh-huh. Just redoing the same storylines. He knows. He knows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had gotten it. And this is why I probably didn't jump into AEW when it came around was Jay had got me into uh, TNA. And I love TNA. And then they uh-huh. screwed everything up. Yep. And everybody jumped ship from TNA to WWE. So that, that really got me a little more in the WWE, but then I realized nothing really had changed with WWE. Even though I had all this new talent, they still didn't have the creative direction that TNA had in its earlier days. Right. So it's like, I just, I just felt burned as a fan. Uh, um, and I was <laughs> like, I'm done. I'm done with wrestling. And uh, when AEW came around and Jay was like, Oh, you got to check out AEW. I'm like, eh, I'm like, this sounds really familiar to me. <laughs> so like, I, nah. I, I yeah. laugh about it because I had we had this conversation and I and I talked to him about why I have a hard time watching WWEs. They've they've burnt every like, me mentally. They've burnt me a lot too because same thing. Okay, there's no direction or the stories are fifty fifty booking. They go on for a week or two, um, and that's why I did gravitate to AEW and and TNA too until they went to, to and got crazy. But uh, AEW is completely different, man. It, the, it's 
it's a different level. Uh, and I know it's, it's really toxic on Twitter to say you like one over the other. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, because you're that, that Mark fan. Oh yeah. On the payroll. And anyone who has a platform are the, you know, the, you know, the, a seller. Oh, I can't believe this. I can't believe that. Okay. Hey, God forbid that, you know, there's more than one, you know, uh, program available. And like you, like Jeremy was saying with, with TNA or impact, when Vince Russo came over and they were writing a certain way and then the stars left that were making impact who they were. And then you had the AJ styles and the small Joe's depart. They were like, okay, now what? They headed off to Japan. They headed off to the Indies, came over to WWE. And the the young up-and-coming wrestlers um, were stuck because then um, they sold Impact or TNA. Impact. They sold Impact to a company, and they had sort of young creative folks. And then Ring of Honor explodes. Yep. So now you've got, you know, and it was just, wow. There was just this explosion of wrestling, this uprise of wrestling, and then so many fans got burnt because you're like, well, what are you doing with this guy? And and Jay Tilly had mentioned uh, last episode, like, I can't believe AEW just dropped this storyline out of nowhere, and they could have made so much money with the... This particular wrestler leaving this particular yeah, the CM Punk group. thing. What's that? Yeah, the CM Punk thing. Well, like CM they, Punk, but then they you could make a lot of money there. Left. When Ted yep. left Dark Order, you're like, "Well, wait a minute." Oh yeah, yeah. Had everybody, everybody in Impact joins Aces and Eights. Everybody and their brother in WCW was in either white and black or black and red NWO. So you're just like completely inundated. And I still think NWO, the original iteration, was a great uh, thing for wrestling. Oh, hell and yeah. The introduction, like that was just awesome. Yeah. And, uh, but like you said, you know, once a wrestling fan, you don't uh, receive the investment on your, re- your the return on your invo- uh, emotional investment. You're like, are you? Are you serious? I I just lived through this for the last year, and this is the payoff I'm going to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it, it, like I said, what made me laugh is because I I don't watch WWE as much now. I have been since we started this. Yeah, and I don't want to say it's my job, but it's become part of the podcast, so I do watch it. And matter of fact, I mm-hmm. watch Raw twice. I watch SmackDown twice now. Usually on as a fan? Question mark. <laughs> like yeah. With uh, with it on, just to kind of pay attention to what's going on, and then yeah. I watch it again to kind of take some notes to what we're going to talk about for the show. But what you said was exactly why I've kind of backed out of it, and it was something he and I discussed on a, on a couple episodes ago about the whole Bloodline storyline and how my WWE brain is like, I, I can't accept the fact that this is really, really great storytelling. Um, e- even into Monday night, this this past Raw, which I know you didn't watch, Jeremy. But this past Raw, I thought they did a really good job of kind of incorporating some of the stuff that happened on the on the pay-per-view with Sami Zayn and asking Kevin Owens to come out. And then actually long storm ter- storytelling, having Kevin Owens say, nope, what I told you back at Survivor Series stays, I'm done with you. I don't want to work with you. So now this big plan we all thought everybody was going in, 
whoa, hold on. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So I'm not saying, Hey, invest more time into it and enjoy it. But I will say now that a certain, uh, I don't want to throw any names out there, but we'll use his wrestling name. Vinnie Mac is no longer doing the creative. Uh, I definitely can see a change in, <laughs> in what uh, WWE is doing. Yes. There are still some of the really silly, uh, like like we said, elimination uh, elimination chambers, some of the turds that float up to the top of the bowl, mm-hmm. uh, booking decisions. But there are a few storylines. Well, that's not even true. There's two. No, there's a storyline that is really good in WWE right now, and that's the yeah. Roman Reigns thing. So it's ironic that you remembered the heel turn and everything with him, and what that that's what got me back into WWE right now is his whole storyline. Not gonna lie, when I watch it the second time, it's usually on fast forward. Oh, wait, Roman's on. Let's see what the bloodline's doing. Yeah. Or, oh, Sammy's on. Or now Cody is on because they've tied them all together. Yeah. But I 100% agree with you. And it was the reason I lapsed from WWE for a while, too. I've always watched wrestling in some aspect. When I wasn't watching WWE, I, I would turn on New Japan or Ring of Honor or AEW or TNA or WCW. But I give the devil his due. The bloodline storyline is probably one of the greatest storylines going in pro wrestling right now and to the point where we watched Elimination Chamber and I was telling Jared, I'm like, I can almost go back and say, hey, if you're a lapsed fan or you're a person that's never watched wrestling, watch these three episodes. Watch the Royal Rumble or watch the Raw before Royal Rumble. Watch the Royal Rumble and then watch Elimination Chamber and it's a pretty damn good story. It's been going a lot longer than that, but they do a really good job of kind of editing it all together. It's worth it if you want to spend some time to just kind of catch up on one of the cool storylines going on. I might. I may. I've been thinking about it because I've been listening to you guys and yes, it's yes. Yes. I'm a fan. Um, you've got me kind of, you've piqued my interest a little bit. So I may, um, I don't know that I'll be ever be a, a an avid viewer that doesn't miss an episode or right. anything like that. Um, I don't think I can ever go to that point again. Um, and that's, understandable i'm not that way well i am now because we're doing this but yeah the only thing I, I will say i don't ever miss is dynamite i i watch aew dynamite wednesday night usually when it's on tv whether i'm up till 10 30 11 o'clock and i have to work at three or not i watch that every every wednesday <laughs> yeah I, I think uh with you know if you can't sit down and watch and invest the three hours um jay tilly and i will do our best to uh summarize it for you <laughs> But the it it's we're not that good at it, but we're getting there. Where where you left the WWE was, you know, they're shoving Roman Reigns down your throat as the babyface. He gets cracked in the back as and then becomes a heel. And now here we are. He's been the champion for nine hundred and forty ish days. And uh, he hasn't taken a pin Jeremy's in like face. <laughs> three and a half days or three and a half years. And you're like, wait, wait a minute. This, it's even this better. Not just the Yahoo? champ. He has both belts. Every he is belt. The, yeah. He's got the raw and the SmackDown championship belt. He's the yeah. un, undefeated. Un, yeah. I think he's Cody's going to beat him at WrestleMania. Sorry. I hated that. Universal. I hated when they did those storylines. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. But for, Three years almost. Yeah. Nine hundred. He, so he'll the, be close to a thousand days uh just past Jesus. WrestleMania. Thousand days as champion. I mean so, 
So how's this? The last time that JC remembers seeing <laughs> Cody, he was Stardust. Uh, oh, yeah. And now he's yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. I, That's I heard true. all about his AEW ex, uh, exploits and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I heard he was back here and that they've really found a way to, to use him better. Gnarly so, neck tattoo, the American so Nightmare. Secret be told. He's the reason I came back to WWE. I I didn't watch. I didn't watch. I would skim through it. I'd have it on his background noise. Didn't pay much attention to it. When he left AEW, one, absolutely broke my heart because I'm, I'm a huge Cody fan. I got Cody stuff all behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, heck, I met him at a bunch of the AEW stuff they would do oh, here at, at Daly's Place. Yeah, rub it in. Uh-oh, we oh. lost Jer. I'm still here. Oh, we just lost your video. Oh. That's all right. But uh, we... Um, yeah, I met him a few times at the. He would. He was one of the coolest dudes. He he literally would stay uh, as late as he needed to 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 shake everybody's hand. Yeah, and and it was great. And it broke my heart when he left. But I'll tell you what, the next Raw, I watched every damn episode from then yeah. on, waiting for him to make his return. I watched WrestleMania, waiting for him to make his return, and and he's the reason I got back in, which is good on them because then that yeah. got me invested in the Bloodline storyline and this Roman Reigns thing, and now I'm hooked on that. So. And him coming coming over from AEW um, got me more invested in AEW because it didn't didn't register why he would leave. And he was on a a podcast where he, uh, I think it was Ariel Hawani, where he said, I barely had stroke over there anyway. I'm like, wait a minute. You were like one of the founding fathers of the number two wrestling organization. So for him to come, you know, come out like that and say, yeah, yeah I barely had stroke. And then, uh, he was, he was telling a funny story. He got, uh, kind of bum rushed by a fan in New York who has, Wasn't me. Uh, has a small podcast. And, uh, he was like, Hey, so what's your deal? You know? And he, uh, tried to be as politically correct as possible. This is Cody in New York talking about he had just left uh, one of the show one of the uh, interviews that he did yeah i'm really excited can't wait to get to wrestlemania and uh, i'm going to do my best to uh ensure that i finish the story and this the podcaster was like well what story you're talking about finishing <laughs> and the look that he gave him i was just like holy stardust and he <laughs> gave him this like he just like flipped his hands out like yep. stardust used to do and i was like Dude, I am so glad that you're not having to, you know, and and I enjoyed all the iterations, the dashing, the, you know, when he was with um, the first sort of version that uh, him, DiBiase, and Orton came out when that was sort of what they were going to do. Um, <laughs> legacy, legacy was boring. Yeah. I thought those guys were so boring. I mean, Randy like, Orton was the only draw. Yeah, and yeah, DiBiase and 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 um, Cody were just yeah. Honestly, I, I never liked. I, I liked that. this. Here's here's this one for you. I liked Stardust at first. The idea that they finally found something to do with him because I didn't. I felt like they didn't know what to do with him. Yeah. And I liked Stardust at first. Him and his brother working together was just so cool. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you know, feeling that that legacy from their dad, mm-hmm. and just it was just really really cool. And then they had them fall apart, and he turned on him, and there was no reason for it. 
Yeah. I was like, why does WWE feel like they, when they finally find something good, they have to ruin it? <laughs> it's like, that's Vince why we McMahon. have nice things. <laughs> I mean, it's like, that's you funny. finally found a good way to use this character and, and, and this wrestler, and you're going to screw it all up. Yeah. And they did. And I think, I don't know, but I would think that part of the reason why he left is that he got sick and tired of every time they gave him a push, they'd give up on him like a month in and he'd have to start over. Yeah. Um, and then he wasn't getting any airtime for a while. And then they'd say, okay, we're going to give you another push. Last a month. <laughs> eh, didn't work. You're done. Yeah. WWE well, has no follow through. They, they can't, yeah. they don't stand behind their wrestlers. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think, uh, I think it was Vincent McMahon who told Cody that he wouldn't be a big star. And that's why they, they never thought they'd do anything with him. And Cody pretty much said, all right, I'll prove you wrong. And whoo. You want to see some good matches? If you don't want to get back into just wrestling in general, you just want to see, hey, I want to see some good stuff. Go watch some Cody matches from New Japan with him and Okada oh, or him and goodness. Kenny Omega. Then you'll have. If you thought he was good at Stardust, oh man, the the iteration of Cody that went to Japan and went to Ring of Honor and started AEW. Here it is, Mwah. Chef's yeah, Kiss. It was chef's amazing. Kiss. That's his finisher. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the Juice Robinson when he won the oh, yep, IWGP yep. US title. That was a really good one. Um, he had uh, what was the last one we watched in, with New Japan? He took the L. Um, it wasn't Hakata. Abushi. No. Yes, yes, yeah. And Ibushi. the storytelling, the fighting from underneath, the just like every the crescendo at the end. It was it was everything that you want a wrestling match to be to uh sort of tell the story like okay he did the business he's leaving new japan he's gonna head off to you know whatever his next story will be and uh next thing you know he's booking uh a ten thousand seat stadium because he was challenged that uh he wouldn't be able to do it and they did it in four minutes so that was uh yeah that was that was freaking awesome so so that was all in right yeah, that was all in. Yeah, yeah, all in at uh I forgot what stadium, but yeah, that was all in. That was the launching like Nebraska point or something. Yeah, where they came up with like we could do this for real AEW. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor had a lot to do with that, but yeah, it was True. it was all in. Yeah, so we talked Aldis a lot of, of Ring of Honor. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go, go. I was stepping on you. Go, Jerry. Oh no, I was just saying, yeah, it was in Nebraska and then Nick Aldis uh offered up, you know, or he took the challenge from from Cody. Cody won the title that uh, Dusty had held, and you know that was his second world title because he had won the Ring of Honor and the end of now he was the NWA, and then he was the NWA and the IWGP US champion, building clout, getting ready to head into um, you know the what would AEW end up being, and it was just man to see it now yeah. what it is that is. That's that's amazing. That is an absolute like it's more than a 360 because, you know, his dad, you know, laid the groundwork and did all this great stuff. And to see what NXT is and everyone that went up through NXT when Dusty was there are on the main roster. Yep. And are are the the roots and the blood like the the energy that flows through the WWE right now. And it's, it's awesome. And uh, to have Cody back 
and to uh, have some of those awesome stories. That's that's really cool. Yep. So uh, what I was going to say is we, we talked about what got you out of wrestling. What do you remember the good stuff? Like what, what storylines and, and that kind of stuff that you remember going, ooh, I was really excited about this and, and mm-hmm. love that because I'd be curious, like hearing it, if I can go, ooh, AEW does that or, hey, check this out. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, like I said, not that I want you to get back into investing all time, all kinds of time in your life, but, uh, you know, just curious what, what you remember to the good stuff. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Um, I mean, I'm an old school fan from the 80s. Uh, watched WWF at the time and uh, uh, some WCW, NWA. Um, so I was, I was a Sting fan and I was a Hulk Hogan fan. I liked Andre the Giant and I still go back to that WrestleMania where Hogan picked up Andre the Giant. Yep. Number three. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and when, when I see the behind the scenes stuff where Andre is like, pick me up and Hogan's like, what? <laughs> pick me up. <laughs> so he picks so he goes out and he picks them up <laughs> and everybody's yeah. like so i mean that that kind of shocking moment that kind of stuff that's what i love where they just go for it um where everything i mean we know that it, it is scripted but i love the time frames when the wrestlers were allowed to make decisions on the fly for what they thought yeah. would look good put on the best show i felt like wwe got away from that um, but they were the best at it because, oh, yeah. uh, oh, well, I mean, WCW was great until Vince Russo came in and ruined everything. Oh. Um, Nitro was awesome. NWO was awesome. It was just, it, it was great. The, the battles and stuff. I was a huge DDP fan. Um, love, loved, loved WCW in those days. Um, but then what WWE did to counter that with the attitude era Oh my God! I mean, yep. there are so much legendary things that happened during that that changed what wrestling was. Um, so that time frame when re- wrestlers were allowed to be the ones that showed they had the talent for it to be involved in the creativity of their characters, to be involved in putting on a good show—that was when wrestling was, in my opinion, the best. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> matches. I'm a huge. I am a huge tag fan. I love tag teams. Um, That was also something that's kind of disappointed me in wrestling in more recent years because they've kind of, they don't take the tag team seriously. 
You should check out AEW. I know. You already gave me a lecture <laughs> on that one. Um, <laughs> I loved, um, of course, the original TLC match. Boom. I will always, that will always go down as one of my favorite matches of all time. Because I was a fan of all three of those tag teams from before that happened. I loved ECW. Yeah. Jay and I used to record oh. ECW on videotape and watch yep. it at his house. Awesome. Um, so, I mean, I loved the Hardys. I loved the Dudleys. Uh, God, Dudleys were such unbelievable, awesome heels. They were just yeah. so great back in the day. Um, you know, and I, I loved uh, the Sandman. He was just great. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was so great. He put on such... I never, That's ever liked show, Rob Van Dam's character. Ever, but in the ring, he was great yep. to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the ECW days. I loved when they could just kind of hop back and forth between WCW and ECW, and no one cared. Yeah, it's like yeah. you couldn't do that with Vince. He would never allow that. He required contracts. ECW and WCW are like, eh, <laughs> do what you want. Yeah, they had a good working relationship. Yeah. So there was a lot of you know, especially with the Hardys, they loved to jump back and forth between WCW and ECW. Um, and then, of course, they made their transition to WWE, and then WWE bought out WCW, and everything went to crap. Yep. Um, but yeah, that, that original TLC match always goes down in mind. I love stables, um, large stables like, like NWO. Um, you don't really see that anymore. Um, stables are still kind of around, but not really. Um, I miss those days. I also love the Four Horsemen, oh, all iterations. Yeah, yeah. All iterations. Yeah. Um, Arn and Orton Anderson, of course, Ric Flair. Um, who else was on? Who was on the original lineup? I know it was the Anderson. Tully. Tully Blanchard. Yep. Yep. Tully Blanchard with the uh, that's right TV title, and then Arn came in. Uh, Arn would carry the TV title, and Tully would back kind of go back and forth with the U.S. title and the TV title. And yeah, that that was a great Arn, Ole, Rick, and Tully with um, what was their manager's name? Uh, Did they have one? Yeah, the the blonde yeah, dude. Um, yeah, so they they had their manager who would just kind of walk around. And he would hold the it wasn't Bobby the Brain, was it? No, Mm-mm. no, it was uh, one of the greatest managers of all time, though. Yeah, he was. Me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. He's googling was, it now. You're you're spot on with the um, the four horsemen. That was that's... yeah, some of the best tag wrestling, one of the hottest stables, and then even the the iteration that was in during the NWO era, um, where they were trying to get Dean Malenko, and it was yep. um, oh my god, yeah, Mongo oh, and Jeff Jarrett, Benoit, um, yeah. Eddie Guerrero, yep, yeah. That was that was some great stuff there, um, yeah. I mean, I love the Horsemen. Um, so, so I even not, loved. Go ahead. Well, I even loved uh, from TNA the some of the tag teams there. Um, the uh, Beer Money. Love Beer Money. Beer Money used to remind me of um, who are those guys? God, I I know both the wrestlers. It's just I'm horrible with names. I will blank out on a name that I've said a thousand times uh, <laughs> at any given moment. Um, but the um, the where they were for hire, um, APA, APA, yeah, beer yeah. money reminded me of APA 
a lot. Yeah. Same kind of attitude. Like we don't give a whatever. You know, we're gonna do what we want when we want, and just the freaking motorized cooler with in and out beer to people. I mean, that was good stuff. Awesome TV. I had high hopes that beer money would come uh, for the WWE, and um, they spent like two days at NXT, and they were like, "Yeah, I'm good." I'm yeah. Up. So, well, do you remember, yeah. Jr? When we went to Universal, it was me, you, and Rob yep. for that pay per view. Yep. Yep, they called me out as a military member and then put us in the front row. Yes, they did. Of, I, I don't remember what pay-per-view it was. One of the TNA pay-per-views. And we legit know. were front row with Hogan and Sting and all those guys walking by. And it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it that pop, was a it good pops time. up on my, uh, my Facebook feed every year. And I'm like, ah, oh, I remember it? all that. Dude, that's awesome. Um, that was you a good had, time. You got a picture with the dude from Big Brother. Big Brother, yeah. Uh, uh, that went turned into wrestling. I don't remember his name. Eric something. I don't remember his name either. But he never yeah. made it that big. But yep. No. Then I remember um, we were teasing beer money because I, I forget what the tag team match was. But I remember we were doing the yay and boo thing. And beer money looked over to me and goes, what about us? I'm like, eh. <laughs> so, so that, that became the cheer was yay, boo. Eh. Um, <laughs> did you it have, might have been you have my been? other favorite tag team from there was Motor City Machine Guns. Yes. Ooh, yeah. I love those guys. They reminded me of the Hardys when they were young. Yep. It was it was good yeah. stuff watching them. But I think it was a three-way tag match because we were I, booing and yay. Yeah, yeah, it was. I want to say it was the Guns. I don't remember who the third tag team was, but they were the ones that were getting booed. And yep. that beer money was like, "What about us?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, "Eh." So that be, that became the chant. Did you? Uh, Storm did you is like. <laughs> yeah, I did. I actually brought that up to James Storm when I met him. And Did obviously, you, yeah, he obviously didn't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got a. Oh, I don't know if you can see it in your cameras here, but I got a oh. beer bottle signed by James Storm. This is to Jason uh, from James Storm. We met him at uh, the WrestleCon yeah. that was here. At the WrestleCon, and, and he and I talked for like uh, fifty-five minutes. So it was <laughs> nearly two days that they talked. Uh, yeah, we talked for like three hours. <laughs> so the ongoing joke is every time I bring it up when we were at the show. Uh, Edie kept saying, you keep adding five minutes to it. So now literally every time I bring it up, I add five minutes to it. <laughs> so yeah. that's where the, the 55 uh, the minutes manager's came from. name was J.J. Dillon. That's right. J.J. Dillon. Poor horseman. I cannot remember him at all. Yep. I he went on the Because the thing of it is, Flair's personality was so much larger than life. He did not yep. need a manager. He did not need anybody to manage him. Okay. It's sort of in focus, but. Yeah. I do remember JJ Dillon. Yeah. I just I can't remember. I mean, yeah. we're going back a long time. Yeah. <laughs> we're all old. Um but yeah, I always remember Flair being the mouthpiece for uh the horseman. Yep. Um because that's what he did, run his mouth. Yep. <laughs> that was his claim to fame. He so styled and profiled. Yeah. Yep. So so not not to sound like the AEW show, but you would I'm not lying, man. I think you would enjoy AEW cuz all the things you talked about, your highlights, is the things they're doing now, which is, I think, why they were able to bring in the the, the fans they've got, like me and, and the people that have lapsed, because they're going to unscripted promos. They have one of the nasty, most vile heels in the business, in my opinion, with MJF. Um, they've brought back tag teams. Now they're bringing back trios. They've got the stable things going. Like, a lot of the stuff you talked about, the, us old-school fans like, they're doing on top of the fact that they put on some really, really good matches. Yeah. A so, lot of the a lot of the talking heads in wrestling 
say, you know, if I got a hundred bucks and I can only go to one show, I'm going straight to AEW. And I was, I was skeptical the first couple of times that I went with, uh, uh, Jason and I, I was not disappointed. And to the point where this Friday or this past Friday, I was so looking forward to rampage, which is normally an afterthought in wrestling. Cause it's an hour after you just watch like 15 hours of wrestling throughout the week. It's an hour and you're like, okay, whatever. They're going to mail it in. And it, it was the absolute show of the week. And uh, yep. our highest, you got the most beards from me and it was a lot of fun. And, uh, it's like a rock concert with some wrestling <laughs> and, uh, it's, it, it really, really brings it in the, the slowly, but I don't know, surely is the right way. The crowd in, uh, on Monday night raw in Ottawa was, was alive yep. and very, very active, very vocal. Because normally the WWE crowd, they just sit on their hands. Okay, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they're like and Japanese AEW clap crowds. Brings it. Uh, yeah, yeah, they go. Okay, mm-hmm. so. oh, that's cool. Nah. Cool. I also love the hardcore division stuff. I was well, and that was in that. that was the other thing I was gonna say is e- e- uh, ECW. When you talked about that, like there's a lot of those elements in in AEW too. Because I would say once a once a night there's a, a hardcore bloody match, so it's it's interesting. <laughs> to watch. Yeah, I know you don't like that stuff, Jared. Yeah. I, I've, yeah. Heard, I've heard that's not your not thing. But you pick a, a a match with Mick Foley in a cage, and I'm there. Yep. Any of them. Any yeah. of them. I was such a huge fan of the crazy stuff he did. Yeah, Foley was um, amazing. And and anybody that wrestled with him, he would elevate. And and anybody who's willing to take him on in a cage match was usually just top notch. I mean, any, any of his pay-per-view cage matches, um, just yeah. Thumbtacks everywhere, broken glass, baseball bats with the uh, barbed wire. I was down for all that stuff. I love what I loved about ECW because they had no limits. They would do anything for a show. And, uh, WCW made their attempts and WWE made their attempts and they were pretty good. But ECW is where hardcore really was born. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Jared made the mistake of putting that challenge out for the bloody matches to watch, and I'm like, buddy, you have no idea some of the stuff yeah. that's out there that I've seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> watch, watch some of the matches that have come up in like some of the threads and stuff. And there was one; it was Brock Lesnar against Undertaker, and it was in a cage. And um, <laughs> Uh, Jared and I are both like what? So As a hardcore like, match? Uh, no, no, I mean there was just there was blood everywhere, and it made no sense. Like the Undertaker leans forward and he puts his hands on the on the cage, and as he goes to pull up, it's just like, I'm like ah, oh. <laughs> check please. Man, I could show you some good stuff. <laughs> That's, Next, uh, we yeah. need to do a we need to do a live reaction show, and we'll put you and me, and, and I'll throw on some of the death matches I used to watch. Some of the because uh, you know it originated in Japan, mm-hmm. so we'll we'll pull up some of those original Bob wire electrified in the middle of the water exploding matches. Because you talk about some, oh, I mean, I remember watching the match Ooh. where Mick Foley got his ear ripped off. So, oh yeah, yep, yeah, and I then saw uh, and uh, he was looking around, and then he yep. just went, like, okay, yeah, I guess we just we just leave our earlobe. That's cool. Yeah, the <laughs> match where Nick Gage almost died because he cut that oh. artery in his arm. 
the David David uh, uh, Arquette match where David Arquette gets pissed and and kind of <laughs> tries to go at Nick Gage and Nick Gage is like, oh, you want to mess around on? Cuts his neck. Yep, cuts yeah, his throat. He's sitting there holding himself, trying to get the pin. Like, yep. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got some good ones. <laughs> I love tag matches. I think that's awesome. Um, I can do like the three tag team matches, but if you get like the four, the four ways, that's just too many people. Um, I love me some tag team and uh, the, the storytelling, like when you had like Razor Ramon, you know, when, uh, him and Heartbreak Kid were going for the Intercontinental title. He had some really good matches yep. with uh, The Rock. And then WCW, when they had Sting against Ric Flair, and Sting was trying to move on from the United States title to be the world champ. It was just like, come on, just give him the title. And he was so close, and it was just almost out of his reach. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, just the journey that wrestling has gone through and to, to hear it from your lens, you know, a couple of years removed from wrestling. Like, man, that is awesome. The, the factions and the tag teams, and mm-hmm. I, I love that. I miss yeah. stables. I really do. I, I just, I don't know whether they just think they won't sell anymore or what the deal is, but I miss them. Um, They're the pretty big in the stable is like a three- Three man, three man or four man stable that which will won't last forever. Uh, I will say one thing that I did love and I did I, I I truly enjoyed that I didn't think I would was New Day. Oh yeah, New Day was fun. I, I did not think I would like them as much as I did, but and at first I was like, what the hell are these guys? Yep. <laughs> and then after a while, they just grew on me, and they were so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. When they when they came out as the religious group to, at, yeah. at first, and then they just kind of evolved into their characters. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely did a good job of pivoting that. And they but yeah brought out the trombone. Yeah. Oh God, it was so much fun. When they had the giant box of cereal. Yep. That was great. <laughs> yeah, the bootios. Yeah. You know that's a real thing. You can, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, can buy buy you can buy bootios now. You can buy bootios. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would say like. It's interesting because there, there are definitely things now that as of, of of the things you like that you could watch, like like the Bloodline thing. It's a big stable. Uh, now they have had, you know, Sami Zayn split out of it. So that's good stuff. AEW's, yeah, I mean, there's some stuff that if, if you wanted to get back into it, there's some decent stuff to go watch and, and check out. Uh, I can understand not wanting to get all the investment in like you did back in the day. Yeah. It is a lot of watching. Uh, there is still a lot of WWE that I fast forward through. Um, and it's interesting because... We were going to do the Raw review. We might still try to do it, but um, I, I didn't think Raw was all that great this week. I thought there was the Sammy Cody, the Sammy KO thing at the beginning with the uh, Kevin Owens not wanting to work with him, telling him to go get Jay. Awesome. Like that. Then I liked the Cody-Paul Heyman interaction, but that's about all I really liked on this week's show. So I was surprised when Jared early, <laughs> he's shaking his head. I was surprised when he said it was such a good show because I, yeah, I thought it was, it was okay. Uh, unfortunately, right now, Budios are not available on Amazon. So find them elsewhere. Can you see that? Not available. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Will, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna... You used to be able to get them. Yep. No, I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll get them. Yeah. I'll he's find gonna, them. he's gonna get some Budios. <laughs> you give me my Budios. 
They used to sell them at shows, and you can get them signed by uh, the guys. Yeah, oh, how awesome would that be? I have. Uh, we we were lucky enough to uh, get some artwork done by one of the artists that did some of their ring gear, and um, I went and bought one. <laughs> I went and bought one of the New Day shirts. So it's like this uh, teal teal blue turquoise light blue Carolina blue color. <laughs> And they're on a unicorn, and then there's three of them back. <laughs> and my wife, Tiff, grabs the shirt, and she's <laughs> we, we're doing laundry. <laughs> and she looks at me and goes, and Tiff does not swear. <laughs> and she looks, <laughs> she looks at me and goes, "What in the actual?" And I was like, "Actual what?" And she just holds the shirt up. What in the actual? <laughs> I was like, it's the new day. And she just flings it like, yeah. no, no. <laughs> yeah. He did the uh, the artwork. That's our new uh, yeah. our little cover for Twitter now. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Suicidal, Mr. Mr. Tommy. He, uh, he is super active on social media. And uh, he's got a couple other uh, web pages that, pages that he operates from. So. We'll make those available to the fans if they're interested in getting some pretty sweet artwork done. So yeah, it was pretty neat yeah. that he did ours. It was cool. It came out really yeah, good. I don't know why I'm sleeveless in it, but that's all right. It shows off my tattoos, I guess. <laughs> because you have a damn Darth Vader tattoo. I guess he wanted to show it off. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Hey, well, this has uh, been a pretty cool Candid yeah. Cave conversation collectively. The collective alliteration. So I like conversation to brought to you by the state of Georgia, the national fruit, the peach, and the finishing move of your newest member of the No Shave Man Cave, JC the Tickler. <laughs> From the state of Georgia, Georgia, Jeremy, I I cannot wait to meet you in person. Congratulations, congratulations on your pending nuptials. Can't thank wait you, to find you. out where you're registered. Hopefully, it's on Amazon and Target because they have no, no. stuff. Buy buybesttoday.net. Buybesttoday.com, <laughs> where you can dot net find dot net all your necessary needs <laughs> for your pending nuptials. Cool. Your bath and body works needs. <laughs> no? Anyway, man. Well, cool, man. So uh, we made it. It's uh, February 21st. I remembered what month it is. I am uh, honored and privileged to be joined by Jeremy, who uh, came to us to uh, talk to us on a previous episode dealing with um, uh, the unfortunate mental health that uh, many of us, and specifically veterans, need. So Jeremy, on behalf of JT, Jay Tilly, thanks for joining us here in the No Shave Man Cave. So, uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Ellie Jair. Jay Tilly. Thank you for joining us along with JC the Tickler here in the No Shave Man Cave. Be safe, look out for one another, and we'll see you soon on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Man Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. 
If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on The Floor. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.